the latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider, brought to you by the Hyundai A-League. Be part of the action this season. Hello welcome to this week's 442 Insider Podcast. I'm publisher Andy Jackson and joining me as always is editor Trevor Trahan. Hello. So Trevor, I see uh, I've been away uh, yeah. for the last couple of weeks, back in uh, old Blighty. Good first time. time for uh, first time for 10 years I've been back there. A very good time, obviously a lot happening in the football world while I was there. Capello, Harry Redknapp, so... <laughs> Yeah, but we'll talk about that when we get onto the uh, Premier League section. But mate, as a result, I, I didn't see any of the A League for the last two weeks. That's a lot of pressure. So I, on shall, me, uh, I shall bow to your uh, to your knowledge of what went on. So let's um, let's kick off with a review of Round 19. Um, Melbourne victory got their first win under new coach Jim Gilton with a home victory over uh, tabletop in Mariners. Yep, good performance. Much you know, um, better performance played, far better football. Um, Mark Milligan moving into the midfield seemed to give them a bit more balance as well. Um, you know, they, they have lots of flair, sort of attacking midfielders and attackers, but you felt they needed someone like a Milligan um, to come in and, and steady the ship. I, I spoke to him yesterday about it, and he said, you know, I'd, he loved it. He said um, yeah, it was hard work, though, because <laughs> he'd been playing at centre-back for years, and then you switch to the central midfield, and you realise quite how much hard work it is compared to playing at the back. Harry was brilliant, um, you know, as was Brett Emerson for Sydney, as we'll get on to. Um, brilliant technique for his finish, you know, same, same with Fernandez. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there was sort of, you know, um, there'll be massive worry in the Mariners' camp for, for losing this game, um, despite how, how poor victory had been. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the victory of the team that no one wants to meet in the finals, and if they can string a few results together, they will creep into the finals and, and be a real, you know, problem for someone, I'd think. Yeah, and obviously the Mariners now, that, that cut their lead at the top to five points, still got a game in hand. And the game in hand's against Gold Coast. Yeah. So, I'd, so I'd, you know, I they're, think they're, they're still in good shape for the, uh, you know, for the Premiership. And, um, but yeah, so uh, it shouldn't do them too much. But, you know, maybe a bit of a wobble. Confidence-wise, going into the finals might give the others hope that they can be caught. Great goal by uh, uh, Rogic as well, who's, who's you know come back and, and made a sort of reasonable impact after not getting a move to Reading for work per- permit reasons. Yeah, and we followed him through. Yeah. The, uh, he came through the Nikes, the uh, the Chance Initiative uh, last year, and we yeah. followed him over to the UK. I went over there when he got into the top eight. So um, clearly, good, a good to player. See him getting an opportunity back here. Uh, Newcastle Jets, uh, 3-0, comfortable 3-0 win over over Melbourne Heart, who are talking to teams having a wobble. Uh, it, it seems a long time ago now, like Christmas, in between Christmas and New Year, when they came to the SFS and hammered Sydney 4-0. I think they were in second at that point, and we were talking to them about potential title challenges. Yep. Um, now, just in a finals position, yep. back level on points with Sydney FC. Um, and as you said, Melbourne victory... Not out of it on 25 points, and even Adelaide back in ninth on 23 points. So finals football still yet to be confirmed for Melbourne Heart. Obviously, whatever happens, this will be John Van Skip's uh, last uh, season in charge. Trev? Yeah, well, they won't make the finals Heart. No, no I reckon? No, I'm 100% confident. You heard it in first. Um, they were atrocious away at the Jets. Um, and as sort of, um, I think Harps was saying on, on Fox Sports FC, they're sort of living off the credit of those that little patch they had of five wins. Yeah. But the run they're on at the moment is is hideous. Um, they've got three points from their last eight games, and and this one they never look like 
anything except losing quite um, quite heavily. So unless they can turn that around really quickly, I th- can see them sliding out. You know, if I can even see them, you know, ending up being ninth, just above Gold I mean, they, they, they have to improve. And, and you know, start improving quickly. Their the next game this week, they're, they're home to Gold Coast, and that's a, a must-win if, the, if they're going to stand a chance of the finals. Okay. Uh, obviously, you know, is it is it too simple to say that they they you know they're they're half the team without Fred? Because yeah. it does seem to be that you know he's they started up. slowly because he was injured. Then he came in, was captain, oversaw that period where they were you know they seemed to be. Re- Really pulling things together, and then since he's dropped out the side again with injury, they've completely fallen away. Yeah, and then you know he, he, he's sort of likely to be back for the rest of the season now, so that's going to be pivotal. And we said before that they've built their team around him, um, which is a well, you know logical thing to do. He's their most creative player, but the only problem is when they're when they're off form or they're injured, then you're in real trouble, and that that's what's happened. Okay, Sydney FC, uh, a rare home win for them. Uh, Brett Emerton, who was standing skipper for the day, led them to the win, led by example. I think he scored one and uh, one assist, didn't he? Yeah. Sure. yeah, 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 and and good sort of, um, you know, good assist as well. Very much what we used to see him doing at Blackburn, getting down to that byline and chipping balls back in and stuff. And you know, he was awesome. You know, he was captain on the day and and just played a perfect captain's performance and. You know, lifted the whole team. I mean, Perth did, you know, held up their end of the bargain by having a, a pretty lacklustre game. Um, but Sydney certainly, you know, gave it their all with, with good value for the win. And that was another very, very big win for them, especially with, you know, victory and Jets winning. Um, it's it's really tight for who's going to grab those last sort of few finals places. Yeah, disappointing crowds there, 8,500 at the SFS. Yeah. So, uh, crowds have been a, a, a big improvement year on year at, at Sydney. It's dif- disappointing to see that they've slipped back. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be far off. That must be not far off their lowest crowd ever. Yeah. I thought. Um, Adelaide, um, so all but confined Gold Coast to the Wooden Spoon. Uh, 2 1 win at Skill Park on Sunday. Um, Gita and Vilicic with the uh, goals. 1700 there at Skill Park. Uh, Trev. End of the season can't come quick enough for Gold Coast, even if they are playing these young players. I guess the question is, is it just going to be the end of the season? Or is <laughs> yeah. it going to be the end? Yeah, the exactly. Yeah, I mean, it just feels... I mean, we're, we're chatting the news um, more on what's going on at the Gold, Gold Coast at the minute, but it just, just... As we've gone, as we've come to air, we've just... Uh, we're just hearing that, you know, um, Miran Blyberg's been suspended. Um, for comments made <laughs> for, for comment. Fox News. I, I yeah, believe. so... Uh, We've got Aidan out there trying to get to the bottom of it, trying to speak to Miron on the phone to find out exactly what's going on. So if you hear a knock at the door, it will be Aidan with yeah. some more updates. But I'm sure probably by the time this has been uh, put up on iTunes and downloaded, there'll probably be a bit more clarity around it. But that's breaking news as we sort of speak. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know. The most recent Miron comments I've read about was about the, the youngster being appointed captain on his debut, um, which is always a, an interesting touch. But he, he's comments seemed quite positive about it. He did mention that it was Clive Palmer's idea, um, but he just said, you know, they think it's a good idea, we're all about youth and stuff, so if he's got suspended for that, considering it's Miron, and the, <laughs> the sort of things Miron says on a regular basis. 17-year-old yes. captain on his first game doesn't seem Miron-like to me. <laughs> no, yeah, there's some things that haven't been done before for a reason, but... All right, well, we'll follow that as, it, as I'm sure it develops over the next sort of 24, 48 hours. But at this stage, it looks like um, 
Gold Coast will be uh, will be coachless going into that game, uh, which isn't going to help them. Um, Brisbane Raw ended well into Phoenix's run with a 2-0 victory at Westpac Stadium. This is on Sunday afternoon. Um, big game this for a uh, big win for the Raw because obviously um, Phoenix have been in second spot. This uh, meant that Brisbane regained that second spot and obviously with the Mariners losing, uh, probably not giving up hope yet, although it's a slim hope of uh, clawing them back for the, uh, for the Premiership. But Trev... Yeah, I mean, a, a, a massive clash, you know, this weekend when, the, you know, Brisbane will be hoped for when they host victory and then the Mariners will play Wellington. And, yeah, Wellington been going so well, always so good at home that you'd you'd feel that they'd at least get something out of this game. But Brisbane are, are clicking again um, just at the right time. It, I mean, it wasn't like they spiralled too horribly in four via A-League standards. You know, you see what some teams go through. Um, but yeah, the, they are kind of you know Thomas Broish back in there making yeah. things happen. Broish on back back, back, on, on, back in the goals. Mitch the goals, Nichols yeah. back from Hollywood's duty. Yeah, <clears throat> they'll be there or thereabouts. And, and I guess you know <laughs> if they can secure that top two and a, and a double chance, you'd probably say. And I think I, I think I saw an email saying that Brisbane's odds for to win the grand final of they're now favourites to win the grand final. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd pro- I mean, that would be a hell of a tussle over two legs, one and two, Mariners raw again, wouldn't it? And and you would fancy the raw if they carry on playing like that. Even you know, even I'm sure the Mariners will top the table. Okay, that's it for uh, for part one. We'll just have a quick look at the ladder. As we said, uh, Mariners top play 20, 40 points. Brisbane second play 21, 35 points. Third, Wellington Phoenix play 21, 33 points. Fourth is Glory, 31 points. Up to fifth, the Jets with 28 points. Melbourne Heart, Sydney FC, separated only by goal difference. Melbourne Heart currently top uh, and in the finals, uh, the final finals berth, that makes sense, uh, 27 points. Uh, but we've still got, you know, only seven points separating fifth and ninth. So, and um, with, uh, you know, with six, seven games to go, um, still a fair bit to play for. Um, but we are a it's all getting a bit exciting now. Yeah. All right, that's it for part one. We'll be back in part two to have a look at some of the news that's been making headlines on our website, au.442.com. Don't buy a car until you check out behindthewheel.com.au. Australia's number one radio motoring brand is now online and available to you 24-7. At behindthewheel.com.au, you can check out our huge array of car reviews with great unbiased opinions on the latest new cars. And while you're at behindthewheel.com.au, check out the latest auto industry news. It's also a great place to discuss cars and motoring with your feedback always welcome head there now behind the wheel.com.au the latest on the world game this is 442 insider hello and welcome back to this week's 442 insider podcast uh we're gonna look at some of the headlines from our website au.442.com uh News that broke uh, yesterday, uh, Tuesday, I should say. I missed yesterday. I was, uh, yesterday didn't exist for me. I was <laughs> in the air. Um, FFA have named their new youth setup uh, to replace uh, Jan Verschleyen. As we uh, as we predicted, there is a role there for uh, for Peter Deru, um, who will be uh, in the newly created position of technical manager of the AIS football program. Um, and the coaches' roles have gone to uh, Alistair Edwards, uh, currently. Assistant Technical Director, which he will remain, um, but he will also take on responsibilities for the uh, for the Joeys. Uh, and Tony Vidmar has been appointed as a senior AIS coach. What do you think? 
no no cause for complaint. It seems almost ideal they've, they've kept the, the Dutch influence there with, with Peter de Roo, who also knows the Aussie landscape, um, you know, from, from work he's done in the past. And then you've got, you know, two Aussie coaches at the at the forefront as well, in, in Alistair and, and Tony Vidmar. So you've got that, you know, generating more interest in Aussie coaches and, and giving them more responsibility. It, it seems it seems ideal to me. I mean, you you know Alistair better than than me. I mean, you speak highly of him, don't yeah. you, in terms of what he can do. So, yeah, it, it seems perfect to me, on paper anyway. OK. Um, David Carney David is on the move Carney. again and has signed for uh, Uzbekistan Giants, Bunyodkor, uh, who we remember from uh, Adelaide United's run to the uh, to the Asian Champions League final. Yeah, um, he's terminated his contract in Spain. Never really sort of worked out for him there. Um, so yeah, so it'd be uh, interesting to see how he gets on there, Trev. Yeah, look, that's a far far better move than the one where he went to the Spanish Sunday League or wherever he, he went before, because they are a genuinely, you know, big side. I remember when Adelaide were taking them on. You know, um, stats about their their wage structure compared to what Adelaide were paying and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think that's a, a bad move. I, I know a few comments have been that he's sort of doing everything but coming back to the A League because people want to see him come back. But I think when that offers on the table, there's no reason why he can't try it. But the the Spanish experiment was was just a, a, a very strange one. I mean, he he seemed to be going to far too small a side, and then he couldn't get in, in the side. <laughs> You know, it just it, it didn't make sense in any way, shape, or form. So it, it's good that he's got to move. Well, he's moving his way slowly back to Australia. It's yeah. a bit closer <laughs> yeah. than, uh, than Spain, but we'll see. Uh, we'll try and follow how uh, how his uh, his move goes there. Um, Fulham goalkeeper Mark Schwarzer has revealed. I mean, people like Adam Federici will be head in their hands at the moment. That he wants to carry <laughs> on to the 2014 World Cup. Um, he'll be 41 then. Um, but, you know, he's just been given a new contract at Fulham. Um, so, you know, do we see uh, goalkeepers these days? We've seen people like David James play until that, till that age. Do we think that um, realistically he's, he's still going to be the number one come Brazil? Well, I d- you know, at South Africa, I never thought that was the case. Um, I'd even sort of lined up this um, replacing Schwarzer feature for the magazine. And then he just goes on and on and on, and we ne- never have a chance to, uh, you know, run the feature. But I, I was speaking on email to the, the Fulham fitness coach a few months back, and he said he's fitness-wise head and shoulders above a lot of the people at the club. And as you say, 41 f- for a goalkeeper, it probably yeah, it won't be a problem. So I think yeah, he probably will be in Brazil. Okay, um, Adelaide United preparing for the unknown um, as they get set to uh, face Indonesian side. Percy Pura, Jaya Pura in a cutthroat playoff to qualify for the Asian Champions League. Is that tonight? Um, it's Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, tonight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, it, it's an interesting extra f- fixture, isn't it? I mean, I think that the big difference is that it's at home. You know, it's a one-off at home. I mean, ha- you know, having to sort of travel over there or play a two-legged thing would have been an absolute disaster. Um, I don't know how many people have been there because it's been such a ridiculously short turnaround. Yeah, I mean, as you say, it's sudden death. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there probably won't be a lot of fans there, but they certainly shouldn't be criticised for that. But um, so next to going, Fox are showing it as well. So are they? That's, yeah, that's very well, Adelaide, uh, it will be assistant coach Luciano Trani who will be uh, in charge because um, 
John Kazmina's B licence is not enough to satisfy AFC um, restrictions on, on head coaches. So he's, That's um, demoralising, isn't it? That you haven't got... So his assistant has to take over for this. So uh, he, I'm sure he'll be in the touchline. I'm sure he's been involved in the preparations. But, decision. Um, yeah. So as we talked about, um, Miron's... Uh, the situation at the Gold Coast, um, as you said, Gold Coast captain isn't old enough to buy a beer, um, <laughs> but he's just been announced that, that um, Mitch Cooper will lead out um, uh, Gold Coast against Melbourne Heart, yeah. uh, making his first top flight appearance at just 17 days and 100. Sorry, 17 days. That <laughs> would be bloody old. 17 years and 152 days old. Uh, he represented the Joes in last year's FIFA Under 17 World Cup. Um, and he says, the biggest shock of my life. He said that. He thought it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He wasn't the only one. Um, and, and as you can see, you know, the comments I mentioned earlier about what Bleiberg was saying, um, I'm not sure if they're actually from the official release or not. Um, and he's made some extra comments on Fox about Snake. I, as we say, that, that's just breaking that news. We've got no idea at the moment. But this is, um, this is another one of those kind of initiatives where you kind of think... You know, it's quite interesting, it's quite different, it is thinking out of the box, as Miron said, um, but also don't, don't make things a, a bit of a farce mm. <laughs> at, the, at the same time. You know, you're already bottom of the league and going to win the wood, wooden spoon and it just feels a bit like you're just making 17-year-olds captains for the sake of it. It's slightly strange, but for him, I'm pleased for him. I mean, that would be great, wouldn't it? Well, he won't, he won't forget it, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Bessart Barisha uh, has put pen to paper on a new two-year contract with uh, with Brisbane Raw, extending his stay until the end of the 2013-14 season. Yeah. Um, you know, I get obviously. I think he's you know he's been a success. Yeah. Uh, Goals-wise, he's got some issues on and off the pitch. Yeah. Uh, maybe some anger management issues he needs to deal with. Um, but certainly on the pitch, as you know, he's, he's delivered. I mean, he's still in 26. Yeah. Um, so coming into his prime, really. Yeah, he's, uh, he's perfect. He's he's mad and he's brilliant at football. So it's, um, so he joined Sergio Van Dijk as the club's highest scorer in one season with 13. So you'd expect that he'll comfortably beat that with yeah. the, with a, another six games remaining. Um, and would be critical, really, them going on to uh, in the finals. You'd think it's a good gig, though the the Brisbane Raw striker gig. If you yeah, you get yeah plenty of chances, yeah. though. Yeah. All right. Um, Friday, Melbourne Heart set to welcome back skipper Fred, as we talked about in part one. Couldn't come soon enough for uh, for Melbourne Heart. Um, he hasn't featured since the start of the year, and there we there we have it. Really, um, you know, when we went into the end of last year, Melbourne with E-form side up into second, and then Fred gets injured, and it seems to all fall apart. So this would be really critical, Trev. Do you think for uh, for Melbourne Heart to just have that little push in the last six games? It, well, I mean, it, he's made the difference. For the vast majority of their games this season, and you know, if he returns, like he, he plans to, and, and gets fit in time for the rest of the season, that that will decide if they make the finals, and if they do make the finals, if they'll have any impact whatsoever. Okay, um, Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory will play for the Beyond Blue Cup next month in a landmark partnership to raise awareness, of depression, and anxiety in the football community. Um, big round of applause for this great initiative. Um, yeah, we talked about this uh, in the in the wake of uh, Gary Speed's uh, tragic death. Um, so yeah, nothing. You know, it's fantastic. Beyond Blue chairman Jeff Kennett, former Victorian premier. Um, you know, there's a lot of support behind this, and hopefully, this is just another way of um, 
keeping this high profile, keeping it on everyone's mind. Yep, sounds good. All right, uh, FFA admit their ref got it wrong. Uh, Ryan Shepherd um, erred when showing Melbourne Heart defender Curtis Good two yellow cards without brandishing a red card and dismissing the teenager. Yeah, I um, mean, in terms of having to admit the ref got it wrong, you don't really have a choice when they've got video footage of them, you know, <laughs> a guy getting two yellow cards and staying on the field. Um, Fox picked up on it straight away. They were showing it, you know, straight off the end of the game. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's strange how often these things creep through, isn't it, with the yellow cards? Well, and for the players, in the World say, Cup. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I often what you know the, when the player sort of walked off thinking I've got away with that. He must. He must have been thinking, hang on, they're going to call that bad. There's no well, way. He's obviously now been suspended uh, for one match, meaning he'll miss uh, Hearts Vital Clash on Friday at Amy Park against Gold Coast. Um, but at the same time, FFA backed the controversial red cards handed to Central Coast Mariners defender Trent Sainsbury against Victory, and he's also copped a one-match ban. Uh, Trevor didn't see that. Did you well, yeah, I mean... Straight it, red. Well, I mean, the, the controversy is sort of that it's... Um, you know, there wasn't enough sort of contact, but I think that today the referees govern on intent. So if, if you sort of, you know, if you're diving in and there's an intent there or there's a feeling that you could have injured a player even if you didn't, that's what you'll get sent off for because we've got a feature on the, the death of the tackle in the next issue and that's what they're saying and sometimes people don't quite get the rules that the rules are there to protect the other players but yeah I mean it certainly wouldn't have been a red card in past years but it seems that's the type of thing you'd go for these days okay um, final bit of news from Aiden release Swansea City midfielder Tommy Butler has arrived in Australia I'll get you get Butler, Butler. <laughs> that's what I can think he's <laughs> set to train with Melbourne Victory as Jim Jilton looks to strengthen his A-League squad's playmaking options 30 year old Two caps for Ireland, spot the link, was released by the Premier League club in the January transfer window by mutual consent. Yeah. Um, I mean, given that, you know, he's 30, was playing in the you know, Swansea set up in the first team squad, you'd think he can probably play a bit. Yeah. You would hope. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, no, no complaints as well, especially to, to pick up a release band. And this is the thing about giving Magilton time, is it's very difficult to judge him on that short period where he's not able to bring in, you know, people like this that he could bring in if he was given the job on a, on a permanent basis. So, yeah, I mean, that could be pivotal. If he does really, really well, then that's another endorsement perhaps for Magilton staying on. Because I, I do hope Magilton's given the chance next season. Okay. Um, just some uh, last bit of news. We'll just talk about the, uh, the results so far in the Champions League. Um, last 16 first legs. Uh, Leon beat Apoel Nicosia uh, 1-0. They, they thrashed them, though. Really? <laughs> yeah, they absolutely That's not over them. that. I mean, that, Nicosia is not, not an easy place to go. So you think that they, that tie's not over. They should have put them away, though. Barcelona... 3-1 winners over Bayer Leverkusen, two from Sanchez, one from Messi. You'd probably say that's all over. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we've La Liga title gone, basically, now. Ten points behind. Um, it's all about the Champions League for Barcelona. Uh, Zenit 3, Benfica 2. Benfica will fancy that. Two away goals. Yep. Um, so, and obviously the, the, the score of the, or the result of the round so far, AC Milan 4, Arsenal 0. Rubinho with two goals, Ibrahimic with a penalty, and Boateng, a former Spurs player, opened the scoring. Yeah, that's I mean uh, that's Arsenal gone. I mean you know that does that now heat the pressure even more on Wenger? 
Because now, champ, you know, qualification, getting that fourth spot is now critical. You'd say. I, I think it will heat the pressure season. on if they don't get a top four spot. Yeah. You know, if, if they got knocked out of Champions League like this and they've not won anything for would it be a seventh year or a sixth year? I think it might even be a seventh year. Um, yeah, I think the the pressure would remain. But I don't know. The, the people that are making the decisions are probably seem quite financially pragmatic, and they've got a manager who's happy to try and make twenty million a year on transfers and bring young players through. So perhaps they won't get, they won't get rid of him because you, most managers you get will demand massive transfer keys. Yeah. All right, that's it for part two. We'll be back in part three to turn our attention to the English Premier League, uh, of which I can speak with authority because I was actually there for it and these are the games that I did see so uh, join us after the break before instantly stop snoring after instantly stop snoring before instantly stop snoring after instantly stop snoring snoring is generally caused by incorrect tongue placement instantly stop snoring provides a simple mouth guard designed to hold the lower jaw stable forward and clear of the airways here's the number you've been searching for 1-800-991-259 that's 1-800-991-259 for instantly stop snoring back to 442 insider Hello, welcome back to this week's 442 Insider Podcast. Let's turn our attention to England. Now, I was just, uh, we were just chatting uh, off air. I was saying that um, you know, just been back in the UK for, I was only there for eight, nine days, but obviously it was quite a big sort of football period with Redknapp and Capello leaving the England job. And just the, um, the saturation of media coverage over there, Trev. It, yeah. It's, if for fat listeners that haven't been, I mean, it, if you can imagine the AFL, the Rugby League, the Super 15, the Cricket and the A-League all rolled into one, yeah, plus 25%, that would be about the amount of coverage that football gets in the UK. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember... It, it was, I, I'd, I'd forgotten just how prevalent and everywhere it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I was over... The last time I was in England was just before the Ashes were, were due to start here. And for the Ashes, they had a little Andrew Strauss interview, you know, halfway into the sports section. All the rest was just football, you know, and it is just dominates by such a way that. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was like I mean, there's just I mean, I was meeting some friends of mine last Wednesday, a couple of lads, and we were having a beer, and and it was the night that Capello walked from the England job, so that happened at seven thirty, I think. Mm. And at eight thirty, I was sat in a pub near Hammersmith in London, and you could hear wig conversations, and it was all everyone was talking about, yeah. like who's going to be next England boss, you know. It's like, and you see, like, it's just, you know, it's just so exciting to be there amongst it, you know. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, obviously, I went to Villa on Sunday, and that was a thoroughly depressing. So that was a mistake. Yeah. So let's um, let's have a look at the uh, games, Sunday games. Where obviously, West Brom yes, stunning win. <laughs> Stunning win, 5-1 away at Wolves, Black Country Derby. Big game, that local derby there. And uh, Mick McCarthy paid for that with his, uh, with his job after five and a half years. As of saying, in the, uh, in the Midlands News, BBC News Midlands, um, this was the lead story. Yeah. <laughs> Ahead of Greece or any of the, the Euros collapsing, you know, the whole world's... Mick McCarthy's been fired, you know, it's like, we're going to go live to Molyneux. Brilliant. Did you see his interview? He sort of exit interview in a car where he was he was very good he's very professional very gracious and stuff about you know being sacked 
but I mean, the Wolves fans have wanted him out for how long? <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's one of those, like, who are they going to get in there? I mean, I think Neil Warnock's favourite. Yeah, and West Brom, the, the game was one of those ones, West Brom had a, like a series of long-range shots, all which scuttled into the bottom corner. It was one of those games for them. Villa Man City, um, as I said, you know, I was, I was in the whole end for the first time in a, in a number of years, and whilst that was a great experience being back there, um, it's not papering over the cracks. There is an awful lot wrong at Villa. You know, the crowd was quiet. The team was just boring. You know, the football was dire. Um, and it was only really the last five minutes when it was, it was obvious that we either needed to do something or we were going to lose 1-0, yeah. that there was a bit of intensity and a bit of passion and, you know, we could have, could have got an equaliser. Joe Hart made a fantastic save in injury time. It was time awesome, wasn't it? From it's ben. one of those one ones hand. You, you had to so watch strong. In, in slow-mo to appreciate how brilliant it was because at first you think it's, it's quite near him but to, to but, get his hand where it got it. But also, the, the, where Richard Dunn picked up his injury and I think he's Which fractured major, his shoulder, shoulder. He's going to be out for a couple of months. Um, the bravery of Hart to come for that ball mm. when you know, and it was Hart that did the injury. Yeah. You know that he came for two. You know there were two Villa players bearing down on him, and he came and, and punched and knew that he was going to get clattered, um, and came through unscathed. So uh, England, classes, you know, it, no quality keeper. I, I would have think in the next five years he'd become the world's best. But I must admit, I was disappointed with Man City as well. I thought Man City were poor, um, and you know I'm I'm not convinced that they'll win the league. I genuinely think that that. You know, Villa were were a poor side, and Man City were only just better on the day. You could argue that they did just enough, but you know, I think that you know, there's there's going to be a few sort of pressure situations over the next few weeks that um, I'm not convinced that they've they've got it to. Uh, but maybe Tevez coming back might be there. Maybe I mean, look, the goals have really dried up away from home. They still look like they're going to continue winning at home every week, but away from home they're they're, they're struggling to score, which they shouldn't be considering the sort of players they've got. Okay, Saturday games. Man United two, Liverpool one. Uh, obviously, this was overshadowed by the by another um, Suarez Evra bust up. Um, Trev, what did you make of this? There's nothing. Again, you know, this was the headline yeah. news on the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's nothing I enjoy more than watching fully grown men on two hundred thousand dollars a week fighting like children over handshakes celebrating in front of each other it's it's just you know incredible i mean for, for him not to shake his hand and then you know ever to grab him and then ferdinand refuse and then the celebrating at the end but i mean what was amazing a few seconds into that game and it was about 30 seconds into the game there was a big clash between ferdinand Evra and suarez and they all went rolling in different directions but yeah look it was it was a shame it look it it's it attracted from the game and two you know, good Rooney finishes. And Suarez obviously had to score, didn't he? Um, but the, the whole coverage, the camera going to each other, then Ferguson's comments and Dalglish's comments, they had it all, didn't they? I mean, is this, you know, is this a, you know, obviously Liverpool have been, you know, unequivocal in their support of Suarez up until now. Mm. Um, is this a sort of turning point on that, do you feel, in that, you know, Dalglish was made to look stupid by Suarez because Dalglish wasn't aware that he hadn't shaken his hand when he was doing the post match yeah. interview? And actually got quite aggressive and in your face with the Sky News, Sky Sports uh, reporter there. Um, yeah. And I think he was completely embarrassed when he was told that, you know, and obviously he's now apologised, said that his conduct was unbecoming of a Liverpool manager. The club have apologised and Suarez for the first time himself has apologised, although he's not apologised to ever, he's apologised for not shaking his hand. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the, that was the Suarez apology first time round was disgusting because it, it said, um, I'm, I'm, "I'm sorry that you got offended by that comment." So it's not apologising for the comment, not apologising to him. It's sorry that you got offended, um, which is terrible. And I've, I've read a lot of stuff about how you know Liverpool are. You know, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and they've, they lean a lot on their international appeal, and particularly in America, it's turning a few people, you know, off. And the, the whole plan of that American thing was that they're going to spin them out to America and then bring American sports over to England. And even um, their sponsor was it Chartered Standards, Standard Chartered, yeah, whatever. Standard Chartered. Apparently, they've sort of stepped in and gone, "We're not very happy with the handling yeah. on this. You, you don't want anything associated with racism," and they've handled it abysmally. Again, you know, this this seems to be a decision that Suarez made himself. Between yeah. walking onto the pitch, yeah, um, you know, and, and it's because, as Dalglish has said, you know, his understanding and a conversation that he'd had with the player was that he was going to shake his hand. Yeah. If look, if if it was Andy Carroll that had done all that, they would have made an example of him and hammered it because it's Suarez and he's their best player by some distance, and I don't think they want to lose him because they could quite easily lose him to anyone like Real Madrid. I think they've made exceptions, and, and you shouldn't pander to your best players because it's not about who's the best at playing. It's about the principles of what they've done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other results. Blackburn, three. QPR, two. QPR's um, struggling, I mean. Yeah, it's still a bit hit and miss. Um, Blackburn, you know, Steve Keane uh, may yet guide them out of trouble. Um, still not the most popular guy in the Northwest. I'm not sure he ever will be. No. Uh, Bolton... Uh, Lost to Wigan, 2-1, big win for Wigan that, and uh, Bolton still in trouble. Um, still rubbish call. at home. Yeah, still uh, still having nightmares at home. Uh, Everton 2, Chelsea 0, big result this, again, heaping pressure on uh, AVB. Uh, Roman Abramovich, a regular attendee at Chelsea training at the moment. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't want him watching on, would you really? Well, the, the, it's not a good sign. The story that's bro- that's broken, isn't it? That this, he kind of um, AVB's got the players in on a day off to you know rip into shreds for this performance. And there, I mean, it's a tough. Not only experienced players, but big, big you know characters like the the Lampards and the Terrys have sort of. I don't actually know the exact Chelsea players have bitten back about his tactics and stuff. And I really wanted AVB to sort of work, and there was talk that he could go there and you know manage for. A long time and um, you know do almost a Ferguson type thing, but um, he won't, you know I don't know if he'll be there at the end of the season. They're, all their hopes are going on the Champions League, um, but if they come up, well if they come up against Real Madrid or Barcelona, they'll get smashed out of the park. But they've just got to hope that they can get far enough through without meeting one of those two. Well, the thing is, is, is that somebody has got to oversee that transitional period mm. at Chelsea yeah. when Drogba, Lampard, Terry, yeah. You know, all disappear. Yeah. You know, and if it's not this guy, it's going to be someone else. Yeah. You know, and I would, you know, I'd be tempted to say, well, you obviously saw something in this guy, he's 33, give him the give time him to do yeah. the job, you know. Yeah. Um, because if he doesn't do it, you can, the next person you bring in, you, you know, like these guys cannot continue playing forever. Yeah. You know, so. And there's talk of Hiddink won't be interested in staying there for years and turning a team around. He'll be interested in popping in for a, you know, a six-month period or a season or something, but uh, as a long-term job, I'd still give AVB more time. Yeah, okay. Um, Fulham two, Stoke one. Big win for Fulham. That um, yeah. you know puts them up into twelfth. Uh, Sunderland uh, two-one defeat at home to Arsenal. 
ends that run of form, that incredible run of form Sunderland have been on. Yeah, they were they, they were top of the league since uh, O'Neill joined. O'Neill had yeah. gone there, yeah. Uh, disappointing Swansea battle of the, the uh, two promoted sides. Norwich came out on top in a in a ding dong battle at, um, at Swansea three two. Yeah. Uh, and Spurs Harry Redknapp auditioning for the England job did his uh, chances no harm with a five nil demolition of Newcastle United. Quite a week for Harry, isn't it? Yeah. The, the acquittal and then almost certainly getting the England job before the Euro so he'll get another major tournament as, as the coach and then you win 5-0 pretty much secure though. terrific absolutely how, how good was the uh, Sun headline which I'm sure you saw when, uh, which one was Capella, that when, when Capello left and obviously it looked like Harry was going in it was um, Harry Verducci across, <laughs> across the front yeah alright so Premier League table looks like this Man City back on top uh, 60 points from 25 games Man United 58 points from 25 games uh, Tottenham 53 points from 25 games and there's a 10 point gap back to Arsenal Chelsea both on 43 points and identical goal difference uh, then Newcastle on 42 points Liverpool on 39 so that race for fourth is going to be critical with I think you know I mean let's look at that you know, that, that fourth place for AVB, uh, Wenger, you know, Dalglish, critical yeah. to their future. I think for Pardew it's an extra, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if Pardew can keep Newcastle in the top six or seven, yeah, yeah. that would be a result on what he's done. Um, but, I mean, you know, imagine if they got fourth. I mean, no, no one would have said that they'd, they'd still be in it at this stage. Yeah. You know? uh, down the bottom, it's even tighter. I, I mean, um, how, how are teams like Wigan and Bowl not cut off down the bottom now? They because just... everybody's sort of beating everybody else, yeah. you know. Um, You've got Wigan on 19 points, Bolton on 20 points, Wolves on 21 points, Blackburn on 21 points, QPR on 21 <sighs> points, and Villa on 28. I mean, I mean we are not 15, out of it. Yeah. We are not out of that relegation battle, I, I tell you. Having witnessed what I witnessed last Sunday, um, and Villa have got two away games in the next two weeks, uh, which is Wigan and Blackburn. If we lose both of those games... Back We're in trouble. It. It's interesting you've drawn 10 games yeah. this season. Yeah. Um, which is, well, the highest in the league, isn't it? But yeah. Mm. That says, yeah. And that says everything about his tactics. Did you, it's, I, it's, you know, it's avoid defeat first, try and win the game if you've, if you've got a chance. Yeah, you know, that's, that's so a bonus. Um, I, I'm not sure if you got caught up in the McLeish hoax that went out. No. The, yeah, well, basically, one of those Twitter things that went out, he'd... He'd been sacked, and it was everyone on Twitter, and it was confirmed, and you weren't here. I was thinking, oh, Jacko's going to be delighted. Um, but unfortunately, it was just a cruel hoax to watch. Devastating. <laughs> Devastating. All right, well, look, no Premier League this weekend. Attention turns to the FA Cup. Um, got lucky as well. Walking through Birmingham City Centre, there's an FA Cup trophy tour, official Budweiser trophy tour. Got a photo with the FA Cup. Bonus. Champions League and FA Cup. There you go. Um, so Chelsea Blues uh, on Saturday. That's the early game. Um, that'll be that'll be a right dust up. Um, Birmingham, Chelsea Birmingham. Birmingham going. Birmingham I'm, flying under Hughton. I, I think they'll get a top two spot in the Championship as well. I think they've, they've just hit the form at the right time. They, they did draw at home this weekend, but prior to that, they're flying through. So I, I tell you what, they'll, they'll give Chelsea a game there. Everton uh, play host to Blackpool. You'd probably say Everton. Strong favourites in that. Yeah, they've they looked pretty solid at home. Millwall, Bolton. Um, Millwall will fancy their chances. Bolton. Um, yeah. You know, a good cup run, probably Owen Coyle's only chance of um, 
keeping his job. Uh, Bolton, obviously in desperate financial stakes, will will look to win that and get a home tie next. Yeah. Um, Norwich Leicester. You probably say Norwich favourites, but you know Leicester uh, all capable of shocking them. Yeah, Leicester spent a lot of money and they've got good players there. Probably the you know the tie of the round from a from a quality perspective would be Sunderland Arsenal. Yeah. Um, repeat of obviously the Premier League game last weekend. Massive for Wenger. Ma- yeah. <laughs> huge, huge, huge game. I yeah. think Sunderland will win that actually. Okay, uh, Crawley entertained Stoke. Um, Crawley obviously coming up from non-league uh, now in the football league um, and very ambitious club, well-funded club. Yeah. Um, run into a budget far in excess of what the other teams in the. League Two can compete with, um, so they'll fancy that. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if Stokes' playing style will drag Crawley down a bit. And, uh, <laughs> it's a bit of scrap. Uh, Stevenage, Tottenham, massive uh, draw for Stevenage. This, it's not that far out of London and, and sort of you know northeast London. So it's almost um, the best draw for them when the Manchester team's gone. Yeah, it's huge. But uh, you know, Harry will be uh, looking for a, a comfortable win there. And Liverpool play host to Brighton. Yeah, Boyer's Brighton. They'll Br- fancy that. I yeah, think. I mean, again, Brighton, um, who started the season really well, had a blip, but they're now back on form and sniffing around the playoffs. So yeah, I don't think they'll be far off again. Okay, well that's the that's what the action will be this weekend, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks a lot for joining us. Four Four Two Insider is a Helms Media Solutions production. Visit helms.com.au to find out more about our services.